0: What's going on, everybody? It's January 10th or 11th. I don't even know what day it is. It's been a long one. So I got beside me my man Henry Woods. The yo, yo! It's episode nine. We one away from episode ten. To the left of me, I got my homeboy Ian Smith. Yes, sir. He gonna come through with the guest analysis. You know,
1: we we making big moves. Big mm-hmm. moves. We actually got like real guests now for the whole time. So we 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 coming at it. Henry, how are you? I'm good, man. It's Saturday. We turn, like, you know, same old, same old. We. Bro, no. I'm, hey. Okay, we're not going to speak about what happened. Ian, no. what's, <laughs> what's going on,
2: bro? Living life, chilling, off of one podcast. now. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the back-to-back gonna, feature. Gonna re-up.
0: I'm gonna get into it. All right, so first off, I'll let Henry introduce this. And I'll literally let him take over what he puts in. Henry. Oh, my God. What's in the news, <laughs> But now, y'all
1: know y'all girl, Stacey Dash, she always doing some, like, I guess, ignorant Crap! She's considering running for uh, Congress. Um, so that's kind of interesting to me. The 44th District of California, which represents Compton, Watts, and North uh, Long Beach. The a C- future CBC
0: member. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Is she a CBC member now? Can I have like a like a hypothetical? If she won, if she was somehow in Congress, and CBC offered one, would CBC offer her a no. slot? And would she accept? So CBC, I say yes to CBC. No, actually, I don't know if CBC would offer. So her. Right, CBC that's CBC what I'm saying. Like CBC, CBC wouldn't, would. CBC
2: would. wouldn't revoke her slot.
1: Yeah, she, would, offer it. she She wouldn't want a CBC it. slot. That's the thing. She wouldn't accept it because of like her views. You got to understand, I think she's a very conservative person. She was well, CBC leader. is
2: not anti-conservative. They let conservatives on Yeah, CBC. they have one Republican. Like, they have
0: one Republican, but, like, she would probably just be, like,
1: two left. Like, two, like, she all the way out there. She trying to represent Watts, bro. Like, <laughs> Okay, so First of all, is-
2: before we start taking this shit seriously, her shit is dead on arrival. Let's, <laughs> <That's> just, never- <laughs> let's just, like, put that out there. That shit is fucked on arrival. She's What are you going to represent, Watts? What, like, what alt-right person is in Watts? The new conservatism. Bro. The new conservatism. Yeah, black conservatives
0: on the rise. bro. This the only vote day.
2: you're getting in Watts is because Crip starts to see and conservatives start to see. That's the only time you're getting a fucking yeah. vote for Stacey Dash and Watts. So the
0: actually interesting thing is that um, the seat is represented by Nanette Barragon, I'm probably butchering it, but she's actually being challenged by the mayor of Compton. Who's mm-hmm. a young black woman who's 38, which gets into a later topic, which we're gonna eventually bring mm-hmm. up. So that's just something to bring in for. So Ian's not on board with the with the CBC uh, endorsement, CBC pack endorsement. All right, anywho. So <laughs> so next we got uh, hashtag, you know, hashtag, hashtag yeah, free me,
1: free my man's meat. meat. Like I feel like especially with the PA uh, office releasing that secret list to like suspect police officers who could have a potentially, you know I'm saying, construct the crime scene to do whatever they did. Um, and he actually filed, like, a motion or something to where he could, like, get retried and, like, have his case reheared because whomever the um, police who... Nah, not the police, the judge, or whomever that was on his list. So I'm curious to see what happens. Uh, And what's interesting to me is my associate. She knows the judge, so like.
2: So the judge was on a list of people who would be biased or like previously corrupted. Yeah, Uh, so that's what's interesting to me. Like, what do they find on the? Do you have any background? Like, what what do they find on the judge? Excuse me.
1: (laughs) What (laughs) is wrong with you?
2: But no. um, So basically, when
1: I read the article, they was basically seeing how um, certain. Uh, elected officials or whomever corrupted certain scenes of how like um, Meek or not even him himself like people in the Philadelphia area Um, if you didn't know the current DA he fired probably like 16 uh, attorneys Mm -hmm. and a lot of people got released from jail and like it's just a lot of corruption I wouldn't say corruption but it's a lot of disorganization uh, with how they're running the system so a lot of people getting caught up in that whole mishandling Mm-hmm. of, like, how the information got transparent um, to, like, whomever is receiving it or, like, how the police officers in Philadelphia um, are receiving that information and how they're kind of, like... Basically, like, they're not acting, like, on board right. yeah. mm-hmm. So it's a lot of disorganization in Philly right now. Uh, so I'm curious to see, but especially because the new DA, he just became, like, the DA... I um, mean he fired a lot of people and then a lot of people got out of jail and it's a lot of
2: I so guess, do you think he's gonna stop prosecuting meek's cases what you're saying? Not no. not <laughs> me
1: specifically, but the general population of Philly. It's a lot of disorganization and how they're prosecuting the cases, how a lot of people are going to trial. Like a lot of people really got released from jail because a lot of the attorneys that was dealing their cases couldn't handle the cases because the DA came in and fired them. So the judge basically released them people who didn't have, like, substantial evidence held, holding them in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess for me, it's interesting to see how that one person could come in and change that whole system and flow of how everything is going.
0: I mean, we'll see. Because it's, like, the same shit that's, like, happened in, like, in like Baltimore that we talked about, like, last yeah, time. Yeah, last like, time. Where it's, like... The police are corrupt, and they basically, like, did all this, like, unnecessary stuff and, like, basically charging like, a whole bunch of people. So, I mean, that's something to kind of, like, look out for in terms of, like, if what actually happens when, basically, documented cases of police corruption are, like, put forth. Because, basically, like, it happened in Ferguson, like, nothing kind of changed. Really so that's, happened. so, that's just something to, like, look out for. Because it's, like, the kind of thing of, like, what actually happens, you know what I'm saying, like, when people actually do document, like if the police are supposed to be, like, the community referees, it's kind of like the thing of, like, what happens, like, when the referees aren't judging the game fair. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, what can I, what can it, and, like, also, like, is that a thing that can solely be changed by the DA? I'm more inclined to say no, because, like, one man can't. It's a systemic Well,
2: position. no, I mean, truthfully, like, if anybody can, DAs have pretty much unilateral power, power to prosecute. So, we're in... Meek Mill's former attorney, prosecuting attorney, is probably like, we want him to have four years in prison. That's our suggested sentence. He could be like, no, this DA can come in and says the state recommends that Drop Meek hard. Mill be released without prejudice, right? So, like, a DA can definitely um, He's change the world. very, very influence. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know enough about... Meek Mill's case. But
1: That's, I really don't free me. That's all. That's, That's all I know too. Yeah, free song, so it was like, why not? Good for them. Right, so yeah. was, next.
0: You have 35 seconds. Go. Bro, it's literally on here. <laughs> you have 35 sure. seconds. Okay, go. so y'all
1: know the Obama portraits. They got released in the natural, uh, National Art Gallery or whatever. Um, this little girl, she met Obama, uh, Michelle Obama because her picture went... Viral because she was in awe. It was a little girl. She's about three or four years old. She was staring at the picture like, "Oh my god!" Like, uh, uh-huh. um, and Michelle retweeted the video and she was basically like, "I hope you grow up and believe that you could possibly become the first lady." That's inspiring. It is, it like, is inspiring.
2: like You're not wow. gonna see that shit for another four years. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Four. Like, that's four. why. That, Four. Four? Uh, it's going to be more than four. I was like,
1: <laughs> what? It's going to be more than four. We know who the current
2: president is. Y'all are wilding. He's not there for more than four no. years. Oh, I agree.
1: He's not there. there. He's not there, there for more than four years. But a person of like you know what that saying? caliber,
2: he's no, just not, a
1: black they're person. Not, basically, a black <laughs> person is <laughs> not going to be there for four years. Come on now.
0: Agree. Uh, um. All right. So we can talk about this a little bit. Um, so basically, Laura Ingram, a Fox host, this kind of happened right around the All-Star game, because we have not, uh, me and Henry actually haven't done a podcast in a long time. So, um... Oh my god, but I was uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, Fox News host Laura Ingram basically told LeBron to shut up and dribble. Um, this is like just an interesting kind of thing that I know I've talked about, I know me and Ian and I have talked about, just in kind of the terms of like what an athlete is like kind of today, and in terms of like kind of how... I mean, it's. I think it's for one it's different because LeBron is kind of different than most athletes of his caliber where I think he is very outspoken about issues. He's not afraid to basically speak his mind on stuff. He's combating with the president. So it's just something to kind of just think about in terms of like kind of how we see athletes today, not only kind of us as black people, mm-hmm. but I think in terms of like how the, basically how the larger community, meaning white people kind of see mm-hmm. athletes today. Like, I mean, we think of, I think, like, kind of like with the Colin Kaepernick stuff, I know, Henry, like, we've been, like, really focused really on that. Focused on and that. I think that oftentimes people try to, like, merge athletes into the doing, thing. Yeah. But they just try to merge athletes into the thing of, like, hey, your job is just supposed to be on the field. But, like, for black athletes, like, that's never been you a, have thing. a bigger
1: responsibility. But, I mean, mean, you think of, life.
0: like, Muhammad Ali. Exactly. That's yeah, so what I'm saying. We could
1: go back or, into history uh, of a famous Olympic picture of all, yeah. all three of them athletes. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tommy Smith
2: and John Carlos. Exactly yeah. like
1: that as a black athlete you have a responsibility not even athlete uh, in a ta- anybody that's african american i personally feel that's in a public light you have a responsibility to kind of speak up against these rights because you have that platform and you can reach so many people and you can cause so many different changes to erupt in this like disruption that's going on in america because continuously we di- experience police brutality. Continuously we experience racism, we continuously experience oppression on so many deeper levels, and I mean, I guess in America, other people, meaning those people, (laughs) don't really realize the stuff we go through, um, and if we don't speak up about it, who is? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the greatest contribution of, I think, people like, um
0: you know, LeBron, Colin Kaepernick, and all the people, I think that they're at least making it a natural conversation. I think that's the thing that starts at least a broader change or at least a broader conversation where it's like, I don't care how you feel, I'm going to put this issue out to the forefront. Whether you like it or not, you don't have to agree, but we're at least going to have the conversation of like, I think that was probably the greatest thing that Kaepernick did, was the kind of thing of like, you could literally have the debate, the personal debate of like, is kneeling at the national anthem right? right. And you can have that debate, yeah. but like in the background, if you're having the conversation intelligently,
1: you're gonna ask what. Is you're it gonna about. ask like, what is it about? Yeah.
2: Beyond all that, like that yeah, shut up and dribble. That's just fucked yeah. up. Like, <laughs> like, like even if we, even if you didn't want to say anything, and like, I don't know if everybody's obliged to like have a soapbox. Yeah. Shut up and dribble by a. a Fox News commentator or reporter that's just fucked up and it's like you can say the same thing to her like shut up and just talk to right, just like, you're, like you're like you're outside talk about your shit strictly
1: yeah. news yeah, yeah. like you're outside your box exactly already. so i so, uh, i kind of feel like she should just shut up and we should just move on
0: yeah she jumped <laughs> out the window yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we're going to get into our our biweekly weekly speculative, speculative talk about uh the white house um so who's in and who's out who's, who's in, in who's out who's yeah. up who's hot uh who's not so basically uh, there've been hella white house departures in the past week um to what you would probably call in a normal white house um high profile officials from the chief economic advisor and head of the national economic council Gary Cohn Shout Cone. out money oh. bags money, money bags, bags Cohn <laughs> Goldman check mm-hmm. coming up the check is back hey check to the mail
2: listen Two he's, two he's mil. he comes from wall street you, stole, you sell your stock when it's highest, you just passed the tax bill, get the fuck out. <laughs> Pull the parachute now, go back get the to check. Get the check. Go back to street and collect he your dollars. He's going to go
0: to his office in Goldman. What's going to be sitting on his desk?
2: Pass, go, collect $2 billion. Right, he's
0: still good. So it's him and um, communications director Hope Hicks have resigned. So an interesting analysis that we have on this is that including um, Cohn and Hope Hicks, 16 White House, White House officials have resigned. Um, Cohn and Hicks were the most recent, including... Rob Porter, who designed for uh, domestic allegations, chief of staff Reince Priebus, and um, the Henry's favorite person, the communications director <laughs> for the Office of Public <laughs> Liaison. Um, <laughs> gotta give a clap for that. Here, hey, well, hey, she got her money. <laughs> you gotta, hey, you gotta make it happen. So interesting. What I found was that. The three individuals actually who Trump fired, and me Ian and I have this joke all the time, they're all three key players in the Russia investigation led by yeah, Slender Man. Robert Muller, the um, boogeyman, the boogeyman coming at you with the with the subpoena hot. We'll talk about that later. So they include the three people Trump fired was Pre the US attorney from New York, who was investigating the Trump organization for money laundering and fraud. Shout Sally Pre sat out to Pre, the God. Sally Yates, the acting attorney general who warned Trump of uh, Michael Flynn's possible blackmailing. Pour one out for Sally Yates. And big fish, James Comey, former FBI director. We got to pour out every bottle, roll one up. Right, right, one. Right, right, right,
1: we got to do everything. So,
0: interesting um, to put on this before we kind of get into the general conversation. Cone is leaving a day after Trump announced a new tariff, which Ian will lead uh, for us and our explaining and you're all explaining on steel and aluminum. Hicks left after, Hicks left her post after testifying to Special Counselor Mueller, a.k.a. Slenderman, for eight hours. So how do we feel about kind of all these people leaving the the White House and the reasons why they're leaving? Because it's oftentimes that they're leaving. They're just trying to
1: save themselves, I feel like, at this point. Because, especially with this Russia investigation, it's like somebody at, everybody at at some point is going to, you know what I'm saying? Have to go through some type of like investigation They're gonna have to go out and sit down with somebody yeah. and like answer questions. So
2: Well, I know like so for Gary Cohn, um he, have he didn't have yeah. he wasn't involved with the campaign much. Um he was just like a, a slime ball they picked up from Wall Street to to to, to help his buddies out. Um whole picks she's she's, def- she's in it. She's yeah. definitely in the mix. She's in the stew, she's a little dirty, but um yeah, I think Gary Cohn was just more, he lost the battle on that, um, he on did, the tariff argument. Could, yeah. And I feel like out of every resignation so far, the Gary Cohn resignation could see the most damage to um, Trump. To no, Actually, not really to like Trump, actual, but like, to, to the system, like to policy, right? Because like he's one of those. The main. Scene, although he's like super, like I wouldn't slimy. even call it conservative. He's like slimy and super like. He's just, he's an establishment financial conservative yeah. thinker. Right. So like at the end of the day, he has a perspective, which is better than no perspective, which is what's left now. Um, and his his right. like goal, his, ethos was just to Keep be able to have the made. have the financial markets make a little bit more money. Which helps us at the end, but, yeah. Because also, you have to think about, like, kind of
0: how you said, I like how you said, basically, like, Cohen represented kind of, like, that institute, not the institutional knowledge, but he represented, like, the the general frame of thinking. Yeah. And Trump's natural instinct is the terrorist stuff, which is kind of, like, which you'll talk about, is, like, way out there. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody on all sides is kind of saying, like, yo, that terrorist stuff is, like, that's not, Mm -hmm. like, an actual business practice. (laughs) Like, no one actually, no one wants to get into a trade war. (laughs) Like, in literal... Same, I mean, so I even think. the
2: people that think they want it, like your your, your your steel workers in Pittsburgh, like the five that are left, they think they want it, but, but then they when don't. it actually takes, see, that's why we got you.
0: So now, now we're actually gonna talk about the most interesting thing to me in a week, um, and I'm gonna let you take lead on on your boy um, Sam Sam Nunberg's uh, meltdown. I'll let I'll let you I'll, oh, let, yeah. you, I'll let you explain that, bro.
2: So I was sitting at my desk, um, <laughs> chilling how I chill, working, getting stuff done, and. I look at Twitter and everybody's going nuts. So I turn on MSNBC and there's some drunk former campaign staffer um, on Donald Trump's team that is incriminating himself with every word that he speaks. And that's Sam Nunberg calling into... Whose show was it? Uh, Katie Turr. Calling into Katie Turr's show, completely fucking up. And basically... Um, obviously without advice from legal counsel, calls into MSNBC and, um, basically just cooks, just (laughs) goes off, just has like word vomit for about an hour. (laughs) Um, yeah. So like, I guess the, the hot takes from his little soliloquy was that he wasn't going to cooperate with Robert Robert Mueller after being subpoenaed, subpoenaed, which can get you in jail. If the boogeyman does throw him in jail, he would consider it funny. Um, he doesn't know what Trump did, but he did something. Um, are
1: exact quote. That's what kind of threw me off, because when I was reading it, it was like, I'm not going to speak specifically towards it, but I do think something happened. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the funny thing is, like,
0: now, and, like, I know Ian and I were, like, on the floor rolling when this shit happened, but, like, basically, I seen, like, his lawyer basically slapped around for, like, 45 minutes of, like, you playing with the feds. Mm Mm-hmm. Like get right, (laughs) like you, like it's not even like you risking Trump, like you, you risking yourself.
2: (laughs) To be honest, yeah, like like, at that point you putting yourself out here. At that point, your lawyer drops you. Um, (laughs) But like the fear of going to jail is what gets you right. Like nobody wants to go to jail.
0: Because I think the funny thing is, like this in this specific incident, it's not even about Trump. It's just like a Trump campaign staffer is just being like blatantly stupid. Yeah, (laughs) he's basically like. Which I is was, the new normal? at this point. Yeah, like you basically like he just put himself out there. It's not mm-hmm. even like the the main conversation of this is not even like about a Trump thing. It's mm-hmm. just about like this is how stupid they'll get when the shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. And this is like he wasn't like a high level guy. Mm-hmm. So imagine if he subpoenas like Steve Bannon or like imagine if he subpoenas like Jared Kushner, like his son-in-law. Then that's when like
2: I think they've already been either subpoenaed or asked to come in for testimony. And they've done. yeah, I think they all have. I know I know Bannon's been.
0: I don't think Kushner's been yet, yeah. but I feel like
2: if he get in there, he he's
0: probably too stupid to know he's saying something bad, but he'll probably be in there singing.
2: What they really, I feel like what they really want, they don't really, he's obviously- He's a low-level guy. they obviously trying to get him to flip on somebody. Well, no, he's an idiot. Like, they can't even trust his testimony. What they want to see is his emails to make sure that whatever Roger Stone or anybody else gave them. Yeah. Because once you, once you, if you're doing an investigation like this, you ask people to voluntarily hand over information- um, under the threat of perjury if they aren't completely disclosing what they're doing. So if this random campaign staffer gives you an email that they didn't otherwise have, that's perjury, and then you have a little bit more leverage to get more information. It's hot in the streets, bro. It's hot in the streets. Hot in these
0: streets. Slenderman,
1: you're
0: coming to get you. Y'all yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? So now I'm going to let um, – this was actually kind of, I think, the most – I think Ian would agree. This is probably the most impactful story of the week mm-hmm. um, in terms of long term. fuck this week, boy.
1: This the ter- no. We you see you ain't even. Oh, I'm like, y'all,
0: Henry Fried. He's not really following the agenda up to bold Cord. You know this is. I not, was like, this is yeah, not our
1: final This is gonna be a throwaway. Okay. But nah, that was this week.
0: Yeah. So the, what I think was the most impactful story of the week was the terrace. So. Ian, who is basically my personal financial uh, advisor and economic... He's basically my Gary Cohn, my personal Gary Cohn. Oh, God. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to let him explain basically, like, the impact... <laughs> like, basically, like, what tariffs are, what's Trump trying to get at, and what the actual
2: impact of this is. So I'll let... Explain to the people, like, what tariffs, like, actually are. All right, so tariffs are um, a tax on imports. You're, generally, your country uses it for two things, to produce revenue, which is kind of like, that's kind of more like early 1900s, 1800s style. Um, now it's more used to promote um, competitiveness within a market. So Obama um, put out a couple tariffs. They were under the radar because he's actually a good president. He's not an idiot, so he doesn't think the <coughs> Make world is... a big is, deal out of it. Yeah, he doesn't think the world is um, a stage, so like um, a lot of tech firms he wanted the United States to be competitive on that front, so he increased tariffs on um microchips and things like that so with that being said, um what Trump was trying to do is appease this phantom base or like this glorified like this glorified standard um that the Republican party seems to think exists, which is the um, manu, the the 1960s post World War II ma- manufacturer, coal wow. iron steel workers, um, and basically he raised or pro- proposing a high tariff on goods coming in that have I think it's upwards of 15% on steel, yeah, 8% 50%. on aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the actual impact of that? Because it seems like
0: everyone across the board agrees that that's just not. Not even that it's, like, not good policy, but just, like, the actual impacts of, like, what that means is just, right. like, the, whatever, like, the road that that leads to is yeah. just not a good one. Like, cool. so, like, because, like, European companies already have, like, started making some sense. Like, you're going to do this. We can basically do our own shit to fuck you up. A exactly. Like, we have a, like, the world can have a response to that, which basically, like, people kind of throw around trade war. And like, it's a little bit. That was the
1: big fear about it. A trade war. Yeah, but, uh, like, starting to come about. So but that's yeah.
0: the thing, like, and I'll let Ian, I don't know if probably Ian knows more of this, but, like, no one gains from a trade Like, everyone kind of thinks that, like, oh, it's like a trade war. Like, one side gains, one yeah. side, like, loses. Like, everyone. Everyone. everyone like, win. no one really, like, wins from that. Right. So, it's like, like a, what's actually, like, the impact of, like, how that affects, like, Goods not only like here but also like overseas because clearly like other companies, other nations are already like responding. Yeah, and are like if y'all do this, we have a back pocket thing we can do too.
2: Right. So yeah, there's like um, four levels that it can that it does affect. So like there's domestic business, there's um, domestic price of goods, and then there's like business between the United States and other countries, and then businesses between other countries. Um, separate from the United Outside States. The so like for the United States steel worker, this is like I would consider a it's I guess it's a net positive, right? Like there's gonna be it's gonna be higher cost to import steel. Um so the prices that you were making steel at become more competitive or, right. inherently. Um but there's just not enough of that here. Yeah um, I mean
0: that's the problem is that it's fitting such a small segment it's not like you're fitting like a huge industry that's booming you're fitting an industry like you're adjusting something for an industry that's actually I mean we're like in a post
2: manufacturing economy right so it's like you're helping out in a cost benefit analysis is not gonna make much sense um so as far as like the United States trade standing with other countries this hurts Canada the most because we import upwards Mm -hmm. of like 25% of our steel from Canada so we're kind of yeah, like, didn't they, they
1: may exempt Canada and Mexico?
2: Well, he's talking about exempting Canada and Mexico arbitrarily because, like, who does things right way anymore? They just <laughs> he just they he hears the news that Shoots people are getting hip. mad and yeah. like, like, all right, all fuck right. it, we'll just exempt two whole countries because. So um, basically, what this means is everything goes up in price um, along with things that are directly tied to steel because, regardless of whether or not. Um, you the business that you're considering is like a the big example going around is a Coke can and how much aluminum has in it. Yeah, like that's a dumb example. Like, well, I mean, it, it, it's it's, 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 it's not, it's it's like a, to me, that's stupid. It's like, a tangible example, but like it's very narrow. So, like, like for what it
0: actually like means in terms like the whole yeah. scheme, it's like it's kind of like oh, like me importing like me raising tariffs on grass, that like on glass that affects this wine glass. Well, like, it does, but like what like that's I'm gonna get say so like, like the broader like you just said like the broader impact how bad that is.
2: People are trying to reduce it to like a coke can, and that's kind of like a hacky. No, nah, I mean, like, even the prices of your wine is gonna go up because steel is used in every step of bringing mm-hmm. that wine to you, whether it's storing it, so it actually has it. an
0: impact on
1: like actual goods that we actually. All heard.
2: business, all business, is gonna be impacted from something as but that widespread like is as the steel. The senator
1: is aiming towards and bigger
2: businesses. There's that doesn't benefit them. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's why Gary way. Cohn left. He was pissed. He's like, "You're fucking over my Wall Street buddies." So who really actually gains from this? Because it seems right. like.
0: The like when you stack up the winners and the losers, in your explanation alone, I'm we Henry and I can list like a bunch of losers. Like you mentioned kind of like the actual workers in those industries. Those,
2: yeah, are I mean those, like, like the really only people who really gain from them? If you happen to be selling steel, you're lucky. I mean like like all five people. Yeah, just like just like <laughs> just like prohibition. If if it happens to be very expensive to produce yeah, alcohol and it's gone and you just happen to have a whole basement full of it, the alcohol sure. is going to be a little bit more expensive, so you make a little bit more money. Um, but for the United States long term, countries are going to start seeing us as an unreliable trade partner, especially after TPP fell through, after the threats that we're starting to receive towards NAFTA. Um, so then they can in turn try to respond back and be like... Well, more than responding us? back, they're going to... We were the hub of trade because we have the most spending power in the uh-huh. world. So f- for for now countries to see us as um not a triple a investment you don't automatically get your money back when you're messing with america it could you could see a random tariff fly out the fucking sky um, they're going to start yeah they're going to start going around so like countries like china and india are going to want to do more trade partnerships to to the major two countries exactly to compensate um, germany england they're all going to go around the us they're going to go around the us because if i can't trust you as a business partner why am i going to do business exactly
1: the, so what's plan. really
0: going on, economic analyst Ian uh Ian Smith, appreciate straight that. So out, man, straight up
1: the boat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now we're gonna go, <laughs> go to uh to the big facts, big facts, big facts, shut us. So now we're gonna go to the big So now we're gonna go into the big topic. Um granted Henry and I haven't talked for a uh, couple weeks, but I think this has been it's died down a little bit, but I think if you kind of read the tea leaves, the story's still going on, so it's just a response to the Parkland, Florida shooting um, where I think 17 um, students and teachers um, were killed, um, there's been a lot of kind of movement, a lot of talking about the issue. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, to struggle on like, how, how the first way to talk
2: about this is. So my I thing think
1: is, besides this particular shooting, because I think this has been the most publicized. Um, I don't think so. I think, think if I had to give
2: a hot take from the jump, I think this story's dead already.
1: Okay, in the coming weeks, yeah. Well, I think, well, it's, like already, I think it's already, change, yeah. I think it's, I think it's. Bad. I think, I think the
2: story's already dead. I heard more about Stormy Daniels than I did about any Parkland student this oh, week. Man. So, like, I, I think I it's dead. I
1: guess I thought it was crazy about this particular story and like shooting that happened down in Florida was a lot of the people were getting like calls of death threats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of threw me off. I the think. representatives, right? Yeah. Um... So that's what kinda of threw me off about this whole story. And then with besides this one, and then Florida gonna pass like a gun law, um Which is the gun, one. a gun reform yeah. or whatever you wanna call it. It just kinda of like I was just like, What's going on? I think yeah. it's I think it's weird because I
0: think that I think from the jump I think that it's different because I think everyone tried to compare this to like Sandy Hook. Exactly. But I think the two are totally different in the sense of that one and I think initially I thought this was gonna be different, but I think um just kind of like how we talk about gun laws and gun legislation, I think it was different because the students aren't kids. Like they aren't little kids, so they actually they had, had a, act, they, they, actually had a voice, they actually had a voice they actually had a voice to outline They were able there, to mobilize. But, yeah, they were exactly. able to mobilize, but I think even then their mobilization wasn't enough to actually move that needle. And, and, and in a in a quick enou- cause this I think the
1: issue has kind of because it's in America for so long, and even when this story came out, and certain Republicans were like, "Oh, we're going to fight for gun reform, or whatever the case is," but the they case. would do it in like really—it's just because of the spike of the moment, like no, yeah, and I, and actors. I
0: think that's what I think. I think it's kind of like my main takeaway is that I think that for actually for something actually to happen, you would have to do it like literally next day,
1: exactly. Like the
0: longer the story breaks, kind of like how like the whole Marco Rubio thing, where it's kind of like the thing of like, oh. You can like offer like your condolences and all that stuff, and it's kind of like you can you can under you can understand the moment and like people are pissed, but you can always just be like we're not actually gonna like do anything get something done. Like there's a difference between actually like being like I understand we we need to do we need to have common sense legislation, but like when it actually comes down to it, not to say a lot of members of Congress and probably in the Senate are not scared to take that bill up, but they they
2: know that that's a, that's a tough vote it's well, the end of in the 2018 it's a tough vote i think the the perspective you're coming from is a little flawed in that i don't know if they even want to in the first place like you the united states as a culture and as a country is a gun culture it is um, it's a general like yeah we have a yeah like even guns. even if you are like us where you're more um, a liberal person in general you still are more comfortable with the gun culture than you even realize. Like a lot of a lot of our classic pop culture movies are gun heavy like The Godfathers and like and Scarfaces. Like a lot of the video games you play. So like basically deep within our culture and deep within our laws is a respect for the I guess for the Second Amendment. Yeah, right. And that's the
1: problem because I was talking to somebody the other day I was like, why are we not like, like, England or those countries to where it's the, totally different? It, they don't even have guns for real. Yeah. And
2: similar, but, I feel like it's, yeah, go ahead. Go I ahead. think
1: the Constitution was made in a whole different time period.
2: Yeah. To where well, now,
1: if you put a gun in a situation, it's automatically going to escalate it. It's automatically yeah. going to it. Whatever situation you're in, it. exactly. it's going to make it worse. Like, yeah. We can I mean, go time and time again uh, throughout the American history. As to where like a gun was brought into a situation and it just made it worse.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But the reason why I don't think that matters is because it's similar to like why. So for example, for England, their their um, royal system or I don't know how I don't know what's the correct wording to use, but their kings and queens they're irrelevant for the most part, Looks like a figurehead. But they still have them because of like a cultural necessity. Uh-huh. The same way in which. We have gun laws. It's like it's our culture to have this. Maybe not for the new age. Maybe not for us. But but, we're still, but I, I, as I, I like as a country, we we're puritanical. Like we look at sex a lot different than most European guns. countries, and we look at guns a lot different. It's just like it's the way it's gonna take. It would really it's, d- it's not going to legislation is not going to break that. That's the only thing. I can no, do. it's a culture. I thing. can
1: agree, but it needs to be some type of control over it. And That's I guess while we're speaking about this, we can kind of like head you into know, like Dicks. Um, you know, the sport is good company or whatever. They stop uh, selling assault style rifles, um, and then you have to be twenty one of age to even purchase some type of like weapon. Mm-hmm. So to me, it. I mean, that's a step, but a lot more companies, a lot of more associations and organizations should be kind of moving toward this thing, especially when we continuously have these same type of issues persisting in America and nobody kind of does it. Like, it'll be for the moment, mm-hmm. and then it dies down.
2: But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's there's a why to why nothing's happening. And I think we should look more at the why is nothing happening before we get to what should be the next step. Like, how do you change that why?
1: I you change that no, I mean I
2: mean I think that's I think America is uniquely
0: America's relationship with guns is like unlike any other country.
1: I would say Because that. I think
0: one I think we're the only kind of even though know, I like I hate this term but we're the only like Western nation I think that has like a gun something about gun rights in its actual constitution mm-hmm. which basically says like you can own a gun. That's different when, when it's wrong, like when it's literally written right, in your right. like your founding principles of like you can actually own a firearm and kind of like Anne said like we kind of have people kind of talk about it as like an individual instance but like America is a gun culture in the literal sense of how we regulate it which is kind of like not really we encourage gun ownership like from Jump Street where basically I think it's gonna be really hard and I think it has to be it's hard to restrict any type of effort on guns because someone can actually come back to you and say the Second Amendment guarantees my right. Exactly. And anything you, you do, it. if you're going to limit bump stocks, which, I mean, that's going to be like kind of like a weird politician thing to do, you can say like limiting, them limiting bump stocks is connected to infringing upon my right mm-hmm. on the Second Amendment. So one, it's hard to do that legally, like from a yeah. legalistic standpoint,
2: passing actual gun reform is hard. I it's think, I hell. think the it only, it's literally hard as hell. The only path is. forward that I see is what, what's basically going on, um, now what happened before these mass shootings became a regular thing is like, um, it's going to be, there's just no way federal, Law like, can do there, there's no federal, there's no federal reform that's going to be, um, Pass. sweeping enough to satisfy <laughs> Democrats day. and progressives or incremental enough to satisfy conservatives. So that's just a non vote. So what's gonna happen now is it's gonna go to the state legislatures and they're gonna decide state by state. So like
1: state by state. California already has an assault
2: rifles ban. New York already has an assault rifles ban. You'd be damned if you see one in D C. So like the people who give a fuck enough are gonna do it within their communities. And the people who don't, but like Florida Florida, I don't think Florida really wants that change right now because they don't. Florida
1: enacted this day your grandma law. You exactly. Need, yeah, they don't they, they like, you think they're going to kind of come up with some type of.
2: No. In the same in the same deliberations they were having over increasing the law to make it so that you need to be 21 to buy an assault rifle, they also wrote in, they tried to write in, I don't know if it's actually ended up in the final bill, they wrote in law to have teachers armed. I so think like, it wasn't. That's a, what I'm saying. I think it, it wasn't the final, final bill. I think George, it was my home
1: state, Georgia. A teacher fired off in the classroom.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, like and that's yeah. fucking crazy. Why would
1: I give a teacher a, an instructor a, a, a firearm?
0: But I mean, I think to go like what back you, to Ian's point, like that's our gun, like cult. Like if you would have proposed that, to, like any other beyond gun culture, that's be, like, fucking stupid, though. That's stupid. A teacher shouldn't have. Why a fucking would
1: you gun? put a gun, a firearm, in a, a teach like a institution case? that's supposed to improve the community, that's right. supposed to help you and you know what I'm saying, educate you? Why would it especially when videos of a teacher coming into a classroom choking a black little girl up because she was back talking? Imagine if this like girl did that and she just got shot, her life was gone because she back talked.
2: The only gun my teacher should have is a fucking glue gun.
1: A, a glue gun. <laughs> and not even that because if you put motherfucking pull pull up my child with a damn glue gun, we got some issues. Like But like I'm wondering like what's
2: like sorry, I had to I had the button in because I have to get this like thought experiment out there. So, let's walk through, like, what happens when a shooter comes in with some assault rifle like this boy did the other day in Florida. So, you're in Miss Paul's class. And and this guy comes in to shoot. Are you going to do a shootout in the fucking classroom? That's what I'm trying to
1: figure out. Is that what we're going to do now? If my teacher got a gun, oh, teacher, you're going to go out there. Yeah, you better bust at him, Miss Paul. I turned in my homework yesterday. yesterday. That's that's what's crazy. Like, why would you give it? why, what what reasoning or logic do you have to give a teacher a gun?
0: There's no. Only reason I could like logically think, and it's a very hacky
1: answer, is that it increases gun sales. And that's the problem. Like, we're like I, that's literally like the We're only, not controlling like, it. We're just increasing the amount of people who have access to guns. But I
0: think that goes to, like, and I think, like, I generally like the point of, like, our, like, relationship with guns is different. So I think that and I think that there's, like, actual data and I wrote about this that, like, proves that if you have higher gun ownership, you have more gun deaths. Like, I think the problem is not just like that. You can, like, make the argument, like, yeah, like, America's a more violent culture. We're a more violent culture that correlates because we have more firearms. Like, it's basically the kind of thing of, like, if you have more cars, like, if we had more cars than Honduras, we're more likely to have more car deaths.
1: It's the same we're thing. Also the same yeah, like, we're it's have, the same thing with guns. Like, so the more. That's the problem. Why yeah. not put so, some type of, you know what I'm saying? Why not contain it? Because I mean, it's a democracy, if, yeah, and half the country and,
2: doesn't agree. Because yeah,
1: yeah. like me and Ian talked about, like there's like the that's the problem. So yeah. many people feel like I mean, you do have the right where you, you're an American, you but that's the, the problem. Right. You have the right. You have that's the, the right, but at the same time, like we're in a day de- that that right was made in a time period where you kind of needed a firearm.
2: If it, you, we need a constitution. Convention that's nothing. That's sh- dead.
1: That's if what I'm you go to a
2: constitutional if, convention, we're more likely to be that's in what I'm shackles. Than if if you go to a constitutional convention, like in this fucking crazy hypothetical, if you go to a constitutional convention, there's, a, there's an equal chance yeah, yeah. that you come out with a broader access to guns as and you do with, have an with strap, more restrictions, because yeah. half the country does not agree with us. That's like yeah, and that's like the hardest. And thing. that's the problem. That's the problem. That's what I'm saying. That goes back to my original point. You have to change the cultural, thing. the mindset behind
0: guns. Which I think is more likely than I think we might give it. I think people kind of in our age group can at least see. I think a couple I think in our <laughs> no. uh, I think it, my, dude, I tried to I sell it. Age group. I tried to sell it They I want to be like cheap Keith and
1: all them on the block. No. I think they're popular and cool. I and tried. that shit is not cool because like
0: bro. I still up. I think it's over I it's, think it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I stood okay, up for the progressive. so we're going to finish up here. We're going to give you I the tried. heads up.
1: How you can get involved, stay in tune. R.I.P. You know, my ho- argument. Right. So I hope y'all went to go see Black Panther. It was great. This past Wednesday, it has been reported to... Um, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Let's do the handshake. No, it's... Too- get you out. You didn't no, watch get it. out. I th- it's boom, I boom. it's boom, boom, boom. It's boom, boom. You're tripping. Anyway, this past Monday, um, Wakanda Black Panther, it hit $1 billion in the bottom. So, who? Highest growing movies of all time. You know, black people we put on. With is Disney it the highest grossing
0: movie? movie? No. I know that for a fact it's not. I know that for a fact it's not. Who bid it? Is. I don't know, but I know it's not. So I know, like it's, I, ju- I, think I generally, explore, I generally like, know,
1: like it's not the highest. Like I don't, think, I don't. Oh, do not not of all time, but it's one of yeah, it's the highest grossest 10.
0: movies of all time. I know, like adjusted for inflation, it's like ninth, but I think, like in terms of like dollars, it's like it's, oh, it's like top dollars. Of high. Oh
1: no, 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 it's definitely in the top, but it's not all of all time. So See, I might have missed you, right now.
2: I'm here. I'm, I'm today for you. Listen, Black Panther is forty-first. Which is still high as fuck. Like think about how it came out this week. Yeah. It yeah, came it out, came out last, last three weeks yeah, ago. Exactly. So, it's uh, gonna that, make us way up to the top yeah, fifteen. Exactly.
1: Let's just give it a couple like it got a couple more weeks in the end. So yeah. Yeah.
0: wait till that
2: DVD come out. When that DVD and yeah, DVD
1: drop. when that Netflix <laughs> chat
2: drop, <laughs> we're top fifteen. She
1: said Netflix?
2: Whoever gets that like this HBO show. Oh, that's just going to Netflix bid on, it's, on it's that. It's
1: going to Netflix late. Like, oh yeah, late. late. No, but somebody, but that's still
2: a bag, bro.
1: HBO is going to put a bid on that. Yeah, late. like it, whoever HBO, gets part, like, the third, time show, like stars HBO Showtime. Star,
0: stars don't got enough money for that. So
2: let's stars start. Netflix got more money than all those. Yeah, companies. they low key. You. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> no, Netflix Netflix is, a, Netflix is a top ten company. It's up there with like the Facebooks. They have they're a juggernaut. Well, Watch we, Facebook Well,
1: let's how about this? When they get out of the theater, we'll see.
2: We'll see. Shout out All to
1: right. my shout out to my guy Larry, the bootleg man. I ain't get I ain't. Bro, okay. So my line brother said he tried, uh, The uh that bootleg man was planted in the barbershop and the first like scene played and then it turned into like some YouTube video. That's when ah, you numb. I that, was so that, dead. Don't band. bootleg Black Panther. It's worth going to see. I'm about to go see street it. Street commerce you're not appreciative Today's of uh, Street Hustle.
0: You're not appreciative of street commerce.
1: I'm gonna go see it tomorrow. So diversity in NASCAR. We have Melissa Hartville Lebron become the first Black woman to own a NASCAR team. Yeah. Uh, really? That's me driving the whip, bro. It's me and my Toyota Rav Four. Oh, she got an E two Northeast Motorsports debuted in. <laughs> you will You you would drop. Yeah. Anywho,
0: so this debuted in the Camping World Truck Series in Daytona.
1: We basically put this in because we
0: want to highlight. Basically, we and we, you know, all we need is one Tiger Woods. All we need is that
1: one person to whip them trucks around. My boy Ian might be, be on the tour way. in a couple
2: weeks. NASCAR's dead.
1: I mean, it might be dead, but shout outs to the first black African American. Like, that's that's just the highlight.
2: How dare just you come on this joint and just throw a whole
0: top? of like, It's dead. dead. <laughs> it's <laughs> dead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He like killed Marvel when he threw uh, Black Panther <laughs> off the damn roof. This is whatever he
0: said. Boom. My Wakanda. Why my Wakanda it's now. It's my podcast. <laughs> so um, another thing, going back to the political stuff. So primary season began um, in Texas. Shout out to my boy Beto. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Democrats had a strong showing in Tuesday's primary. Hope to flip multiple seats in, tradition, in the traditionally Republican state. Early okay, voting— This
1: has got a big runoff right now, though. Yeah,
0: they, I think they said four um, House seats have gone to a runoff. That's a big step. So they said, um, compared to 2014 numbers, which is the natural comparison of midterms, um, early voting is up around 50%. Now, granted, yes. I'm going to say there's not a big correlation between early voting numbers and actual election success. But generally, we are in a democratic wave. We are in the right.
2: Yes, path. we're
1: trying to like regain our power. A this is a good bit. sign. Yeah, I mean, sign.
2: that's nice. But don't get hyped. Ted Cruz still beat. That's <laughs> <I> saying. <laughs> no, Ted, Ted Cruz still got like double the vote. Double now. the vote. Like
1: down there in Texas right now, it's um Rubio. No, I'm you making shit up? No, nah, no, nah, I swear to God, I read this. I'm gonna just stop. Stop. Give up. Anywho, back
0: to the great uh, back to the great state of Maryland, lacking a single female representative in its congressional de- uh, delegation, um, Maryland is seeing personally a number of women um, running for both state and federal office. This also goes on to the overall point, um, which I think we can get into a little bit, is that more people of color, especially women. Um, are beginning to run not exactly. only for federal office but also for local office. They like, see Abrams yeah. down G A, you know, Yeah. But I think that's like a good point and I think that um I know we talked about this like oh, both know,
1: of us. She's we'll gonna be the first African American female governor.
0: I like hate to say this, but like me and Ian had a bet on a on this on a Maryland state race. I'm kinda willing to put twenty that like she, she's not close. Just cause like it's Georgia, like just it's it's Georgia. I mean, it's Georgia. things
1: are changing. We got a mayor in Atlanta named Keisha. She's in, she in, she in Atlanta. She put a mayor in the Gucci song. Yeah, her name is Keisha. Keisha. Gucci. No,
0: listen, listen. No, come on, man. He off. She's in and Atlanta.
1: I understand. <laughs> I she's like
0: <laughs> she's in Atlanta. She take one step out of but Atlanta. But the thing is,
1: this is the thing. So many people are moving to Atlanta. So many people of color mm-hmm. are moving to Atlanta. Atlanta, you're gonna. Atlanta is spreading. So like, Columbus What's is it? like 45 minutes away from Atlanta, and it's still not enough. No, <laughs> no. What enough. I'm telling you is they're considering making that uh, part of the metropolitan area of Atlanta. So that's 45 minutes away. That just shows you how much power Atlanta itself has. You're talking hacks. So the cornucopia of black
2: excellence. <laughs> you're talking That hacks. is hacks. only gonna. In- the cornucopia of black excellence is P.G. County, Maryland. No. No. Nah. <laughs> no. PG nah. Commer. Shout Do out you to the Do you know Bowie. how much the film industry is making in
1: Atlanta? Do I know, you, I know how much the fucking like like so small. many industries thriving
2: oh, in Atlanta right now? <laughs> That's a complete biased opinion. No, it's not. It's No facts. no I'm on my point. I'm just saying oh, oh, I just oh, wanna I just oh, wanna sh- I oh, wanted to be funny. I am not sure. to say. I wanted to because shout out PG. Amazon County. what
1: Amazon's not going it's not coming up to the DMV, even though they did. You want to put 20 on that right now? They did look at three locations it in the DMV.
2: Amazon's going to the DMV. Thank you. Like, it's kind of like... They already H-
1: got a big-ass location in Baltimore. That would just be stupid. They're not going to Baltimore. HQ2. Yeah. No, but I'm uh, saying they, they have a location at Baltimore. Why would you build another location? Perfect. The, because a perfect, they had this, this
2: guy named Larry Hogan, <laughs> and he put on the best new suit he had. And he said, I will give you the whole bag. I'll give bag. you my whole child. I'll come. give you my firstborn if you come to the DMV. Tax
0: breaks and all. They're, mean, coming mean, the they're, the they're coming the- to the area. They're like, coming to the area. I think it's like, not it's confirmed, but I think like, DC they is, at this so area, is, but this area is like the perfect, if you were like writing out on the board what, and what they are looking for, DC like checks every, you think bar. so? It's a good city. It doesn't depend on it. It has high enough income. It doesn't have to adjust. Amazon doesn't want to go to a place where it's like we're going to Baltimore, where we're the main but, thing. But
1: like the taxes are going to be so much.
0: No, Hogan, Hogan is literally is, giving yeah. them
2: five billion dollars to come. Yeah, right, tax to Come
0: here. To we'll come do here. anything you want. Okay. What's so your bet? Said
1: put a double right now. I'm not betting you. But you want to bet on safety? Amazon not put put money in my pocket.
0: I'm taking a, election bets all season. So if you want to <laughs> do this. Um, and last thing, uh, Ian, I'll let you quickly explain the banking bill uh, before we sign off. Because this is actually something that I think can actually like make some
2: impact. It's a rollback on basically Dodd-Frank regulations and um, easier access to mortgages for people who wouldn't otherwise be qualified. Basically, go back to what we were before the recession. And, and like certain banks don't have to file um, for higher scrutiny. Basically, if they're making more money, they don't have to... File for higher scrutiny, just raising those caps. So that's really about it. If you want to check it out, just look up like S two one five five. Come seventy numbers. So that's it. That's all we got on the agenda. Henry, you got you got anything that you need to
1: you need to add, bro? Or or are we or are we are we through? Um, you know, we kind of chopped it out. We went into detail. We yeah. might have went over time, but it was all good. Yeah, you know, Henry got a few errors. so forgive him. And Listen, <laughs> I'm still celebrating my birthday, so it's all good. Appreciate you. Special guest number two, Ian Smith, in here in the building. So that's it till next time, bro. Peace. See y'all next time. What's really going on? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Tune in.